recording? I did it too. I, oh, awesome. You're the best. All things creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. So, Nick, we're here with another podcast. What's up, my friend? <laughs> you know, know where just, the hell that came from. I don't either. It's li- living the dream. It all came from the pigtails, I think. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? You know, it's fucking hot, and I'm almost 50, and this fucking, the heat thing is ridiculous. One second, I've never been this way. I've always just been hot. I run hot. I always have. And now I'm either freezing to death or I, I, I feel like my skin is on fire. I don't know. Don't turn old, ladies. It's fucking sucks. <laughs> I was going to say, if we were talking about weather, it's, it feels real good here today. It's real. It's been real nice. Oh, yeah. The weather's been a- actually quite lovely around here. It feels like spring, like we're actually getting a spring and I'm not used to it. Yeah, which is weird because the first day of summer is Friday. <laughs> I think I don't know. I I don't know. Days don't matter. Seasons seasons don't matter. Nothing matters. No. (laughs) No. But this is a paranormal podcast and we'll stop talking about the weather. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are listening to Oddity Files, where a creepy, cryptid, otherworldly, haunting, sometimes not so creepy, usually not so creepy, podcast. And welcome. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd. And that's us. Welcome <laughs> aboard, children. Let's go to our mustard station, shall we? <clears throat> what? <laughs> I don't know. I said welcome aboard, so I thought boat. This is how my brain works. So I thought boat, and then I thought cruise ship, and I always hate those mustard station things. We have to sit and listen to them tell you how to put your freaking life jacket on. I thought, And they don't like- let you drink. I was going, you said children, and I was like, oh, school, like a mustard station in the cafeteria. Oh, that makes sense, too. So we got you were, all I, fucking bases covered. <laughs> I was so ready for you to say that, too. When you started, you were like, oh, the cruise ship, the mustard stations, where they tell you how much <laughs> mustard to put on your, your damn hot dogs. Don't tell me how much mustard to put on my shit. Oh, I need to cruise more. I'm of that age. You know, I think the last several cruises I've taken were for work. I believe they were for you as well. And I think we need to go on a fucking party cruise. Not anytime soon. You won't see me on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you have that. Nick and I had homework and we've checked that off the list. But before we get into our rando nodding adventures, I'm going to cover all the stuff and all the things. Have you watched our show on Amazon Prime? Well, why the fuck not? Because it's really good. As long as you start with season three. Because season three will make you like us, love us. And my editing was eh, not Nick level. But decent for me. And then you can go on to watch season one and season two. That's on Amazon Prime. Free to Prime members. And, you know, it's like a minimal, like... Dollar fifty an episode. I, d- I don't charge that. I just chose choose normal rate. So get it. Who doesn't have Amazon Prime? Come on, packages in two days. I'm just saying. <laughs> Give us that sponsorship, yeah. Amazon Prime. 
Oh, God. Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> Speaking of sponsorships, did you see we have a new sponsor? You guys need to go to paraboxmonthly.com, use promo code oddityfiles, because nobody did that last week. So get on that. Check it out. It's like a monthly subscription box. You get cool cryptid and ghostly t-shirts and there's like a little game you can play so check it out it's parabox monthly promo code oddity files and you help us out in the long run as well so i can pay podbean to put this podcast on there (laughs) (laughs) money in the bank oh yeah we're on all the socials facebook.com slash oddity files um oddity files fan group on Facebook and Nick knows the Twitter and the Instagram. I do. It's at Oddity Files. <laughs> See, one of these days I'm going to have you rattle them all off and you're going to let me go, damn it. What are you doing to me? <laughs> and we also have a TikTok and that's at Oddity Files as well. So, so easy. Speaking of, of the TikTok and the rando knots. Mr. Nick Floyd, I did my homework. Do you want to go first? I half-assedly did my homework, so it'll probably take me a much shorter time to describe my experience. <laughs> well, I don't know how to half-ass things, so <laughs> look, this outfit I'm wearing right now is, was to take video of myself random nodding with the puppy. Those of you that can't see me right now, because you're not on Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles, um, I've got a hat on that has Bigfoot with the state of Oklahoma on it, and I have a shirt on with the big feets, and it says Tahoe, so, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Nick, what'd you do? (laughs) So I opened up the app a couple times last week, and I kept telling myself that I was going to go, and everything was like 15-minute drive. 11-minute drive, and I was like, that's not worth my time. And I had the intentions and stuff. Then finally this weekend, I was like, all right, there was one nine minutes away, and I drove, and it was just a field that I had to park and walk, and I was like, I'm not not doing that. So, (laughs) there you go. You did have asses. (laughs) I did, but along the way, But at least you're honest. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to lie. I was... Eager and excited because of like the way the app was described, and then it's just like, put this in, put this in, click some stuff that you don't understand, that no one understands, and then set no. your intention. And I'm just like, oh shit, um, uh, and I'm like, have one intention, but I'm just like, anyone <laughs> can have an intention to be like, I want to be hopeful, and they can drive to the middle of a field and like look in the sky and see a cloud that's shaped like prayer hands and be like, look, absolutely. <laughs> Just no, you're absolutely right. Um, okay. Yeah. So did you you went in with that attitude? Maybe that's why I it was, didn't happen. <laughs> I went in with hope. I was hopeful, and then I got there, and I was like, "It's too hot." But also, I feel like this app is just <laughs> yeah. capitalizing on boredom. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm done." <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so you're not digging the Rando not Nautica app. I'm sorry, I almost said it wrong. It's it's not gonna, your vibe, is what you're saying. Uh, I'm gonna try again this week. I'm gonna do it for real this okay. week. But I was just like, uh, I don't have time for this. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. I get it. I, I um, so I set 
I, I kept hitting mine until it got closer as well. And and then the very first one that I got was like a nine-minute walk from my house. And I, I ended up getting it again. So I was so excited. So I set for the nearest void. And I did the AU thing. And my intention was a great story, close to home. I kept going, close to home, close to home, close to home. <laughs> I don't think the phone can read your thoughts. That's my whole thing with this. There's no fucking way. It can't be used as a K2 meter. It can't read your thoughts. No. No. So, I, I, I get all dressed up in my big feet gear, and I get ready to take the puppy on her first walk. She's officially an adventure pup now. So I'm walking. There are no sidewalks where I'm at. That video I posted, I said I was on a sidewalk. There are no sidewalks on my road. I don't even know where that word came from out of my mouth. Anywho, so I'm walking along. Dog is doing great. She's staying in between me and the road. I was super excited. And I'm walking along, and I, I, I see this driveway. It's, I mean, it's literally almost catty corner from my house it's it's not even a nine minute walk I don't know why because it wanted me to exit from my driveway where I could have just cut across and I walk up this driveway thinking that's where it's sending me Uh, I wasn't really looking at the map because Google Maps scares me when I'm walking it's terrifying I don't know why I'm always afraid I'm going to go the wrong direction and I walk up this driveway and I'm going to pull up my phone so I can show you what I saw, Nick and all of our Patreon members, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. <laughs> but I've never seen this in my life. I live in a very rural neighborhood. Um, like farms and shit are on my road. So I walk up and I'm like, oh, this is just going to go back to the woods. And I see this sign. It says Pine Ridge... I don't know if you can see it with the glare. Oh, wow. It says classified forest. And it has a fucking electronic metal gate with a keypad on it right next to that. I can't believe I didn't get a picture of that. Well, I can walk there tomorrow and do that. Um, Oh, here it is. Here's the gate. Whoa. And next to it are two garbage cans with lids on them one of them says for deliveries only and I'm like and then I looked at my Google Maps I'm like well I'm not where I'm supposed to be so I went ahead and started walking towards that and it was literally in the middle of like one of my neighbor's front yards and I'm like fuck that I did get kind of a just a a heebie-jeebies like if I'm in a haunted location feeling for like three seconds and that was it it could have just been me overthinking things I'm sure it was completely psychological and nothing was there right but I started thinking about this place I just left and I'm like, the fuck is a classified forest? And because I live in the middle of a, a county forest. This is a fucking cult is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't know how far back it goes. I don't know how far. It's just fucking creepy. So I head back home. Um, puppy got tired, so I had to carry her the rest of the way home. And then I tried to go through some forest and... I butt dialed a friend on like Facebook video call. And I'm like, Chris, I'm so sorry. She's like, hey, it's great to see your face. I'm like, I got to go. I'm stuck in briars. So I hung up on her. And my butt also sent a text that just said, ew, 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 ew. (laughs) I don't know. 
I'm yes, I'm overthinking everything that happened, which is what I think this app is all about. Yeah. And I get home and I Google it. And it says it is a publishing um oh what's the word when they make the books? Shit. House publishing house? Yes. One employee, her name's Sharon. I don't think so. Why would a publishing place need a gate like that and a fancy sign that said classified forest? It's a fucking cult. I keep thinking about it. I, there is a cult across the street from my house. That's insane. Yes. No, I mean, I've thought about getting one of those metal gates just because I fucking hate people, but I wouldn't do it because my neighbors would look at me and go, that bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this bitch has one. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I, like I just Googled it and I have nothing at all. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I think I screen grabbed it or left it open. I'll send it to you. I just don't want people knowing where I live. I love you all, but don't come find me. I hate people. Um, <laughs> but I'll send you a screen grab that's of the cr- stuff I found on it. That's so fascinating that you And then you I didn't went to know. the website for the publishing company. They sell two books. Two. And some information I found on her says she makes $65,000 a year off of this company. Cult. Off of two. One million percent cult. Two books. Two books about shipping shit. That's weird. So it's fucking interesting as hell. Um, I feel like you had a very good rando not experience. I did. I kind of went out of my comfort zone, which I believe that's what this is all about. Yeah. Like I I didn't set the intention for creepy. I just said I'm... I want to tell a good story is exactly what I with the intention I sent. Was it a good story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Well, now you have me interested to retry. I'm going to give it an official one one more. Please do. It's still the app is on my phone. I didn't delete it, but I'm going to give it a a, a better yeah try because I don't <clears throat> I don't want to go wandering in some private property. I kind of, I mean, I went down the driveway. I didn't go past the gate. Well, when I saw a classified forest, I'm like, oh, I can just go in there. You know, it's a forest. And I, yeah. I even Googled classified forest, and those are legit a thing. That's just not one. That's it. Fucking nuts. That's insane. I have to say. That yeah. is, that is, that is really cool, though. But I I wonder you being in a more populated location because I literally live in the middle of nowhere. There's right. like a guy across the street that yells at me every once in a while. Some people <laughs> off to that side, and then the next neighbor is all the way down, and it's this the video I posted. It's that one, and apparently this cult is right behind their house. So are they the fucking cult leaders? I don't even know. They built their own pond. Do people do that here? I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard hitting questions right there those are a lot i mean i feel like we need to have a whole episode about that we need to do a whole investigative episode <laughs> sorry i'm kind of chatty <laughs> I, I love it so much before we jump into anything else i will say this weekend um uh, while i didn't have a very successful rando nodding experience i did a thing um a friend of mine lives in new york and she's an amazing performer in like immersive theater in new york and there's this thing Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, tickets are still available now, but it's called Escaton, 
and I did it on Saturday night. It's 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 every Saturday. I think they're going a few more weeks now. They've extended it, and it's all on Zoom. And Ooh. it is 18 and up, and it's a immersive theater experience from the comfort of your own home. So they encourage you to dress up. They don't send you any information until 15 minutes before the show, quote unquote, what? starts. And yeah. basically, you go on a website, and then, and I won't, I don't want to spoil too much, which is why this will be a quick little thing. Yeah. But you go on a website, and then write it at at. Uh, 10 o'clock New York, so Eastern time, 10 o'clock, the doors, quote unquote, open, and there are four rooms, okay. and you can click the room, and it takes you to a Zoom room with a person in them acting. And it's like you and a hundred... That's A hundred plus people from all over the world, and then as the person's performing and interacting with you in the chat, more room keys open up, and you start digging down this rabbit hole of like... 30, 40, 50 performers all in this, like, virtual neo-noir, like... No. Yeah, it's... It was... Uh, it, it, the hour flew by. There's so much more. It was only, it's only $10. Um, oh, that's great. Where, where do people sign up for that? If you just search Escaton, New York City, E-S-C-H-A-T-O-N... New York City and Google, the first thing that okay. pops up, you can get tickets. But I had to get tickets two weeks in advance because they were sold out two weeks in a row. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Great way to kind of escape. And the weirdos will like that, huh? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, kind of like an escape room vibe? Yeah, there's like, there's, Ish. there's really, I mean, it is fully, fully immersive. So like there's, you know, you'll be in one room watching a performer and she's talking to the camera and then you can go to another room and it's like someone doing a strip tease in like this neon lit room. And then like these clues will start popping up and like you get to email people who are part of this game and like actual email addresses. What? You have to have your phone. It's what? yeah, it's something else. Oh, that sounds amazing. So I highly recommend it. And the fact that you can do it from your own home is even more yeah. amazing. And it's cool because you have your camera on and you can see all these other people who are you know, they might be couples. There are people from the other side of the world. There are, and you can see all of them, and all of you are watching, and you can chat. Like I was chatting with people in in the chat box about like help to figure out some of the clues and puzzles, and I was like private messaging people who I don't, I didn't know, and it was really cool. Oh my god, that's great! Yeah. It, uh, here's my thing. I hope stuff like that still stays when this is all yeah. over. I think it's going to change things. I hate to leave. My I think house. it's it's going to be a big because it was the, it was in development for I think seven months before the pandemic. It was these two women in New York, and they had this idea, and it was Escaton, and they were like, oh. "We don't know what we're going to do." The pandemic, everything shut, and they watched. They literally watched Broadway just this shut down and this shut down. And they're like, "Well, now's yeah. the time. Let's do it." And it's been, it they yeah. just did it as like a test, and it's been a huge selling out every single weekend. So. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Yay to them. Yeah. It's it's very, very cool. Bear, now I want to do it. $10. It's so it's cheaper so, to so, do that than to rent a, you know, the King of Staten Island or whatever on video on demand. You know, it's cheap. Yeah. It, which looks terrible to me. <laughs> I see that guy. I'm sure it's great. It's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> so since I'm Alzheimer's years old, I'm going to text you after we're done recording so that I can set up tickets probably what 
a month and a half from now on because that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's it's I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And like the hour is just it flies by, and then you're just like, oh my god, I just got. I mean, all of us were like, it just it when the hour is up, everything is just like Escaton has closed. Please, you know, find your exit, and that's it. <gasps> oh my god, I love this so much. Yeah. So amazing. Very, very, very cool. And my my brain's like going like it's like is are other people gonna come up with ideas like this i'm glad they were the first but it, it seems like it's it's kind of any i don't want to do the escape rooms here's why because my husband and i fight over the stupidest <laughs> stuff we love each other dearly but when it comes to like serious solving issues i'm always right he's always wrong and vice versa so we've not done that yet and you know we just want to save our marriage that's all <laughs> But something like that sounds really fun. Yeah, there have been some virtual. I know there was an Evil Dead virtual escape room um, that I don't know if it came out yet, but it's like a, a full-on Evil Dead branded all virtual. And I ha- I've been real skeptical of virtual escape rooms. I if you're not if you're not engaging with somebody like an actor, I feel like it, it would just be like playing a video game in a in a way. So I've been real weary of yeah. doing that. But this, I was like immersive theater in my own home sign me up done speaking of evil dead um i get to go back to work next month i saw for two days i'm so excited i'm so jealous <laughs> thank god for bruce camel and his evil dead drive-in movie things um if you guys want to get out and you're in the midwest and meet bruce campbell this is definitely a plug for my other business but check out celeb photo ops on Facebook, I posted all the links there, and Bruce is my guy. He was, I think, one of my very first celebrity interviews on this podcast as well. So I adore him, and I—he's fucking groovy. I'm like, I'm kind of pissed at him because where they filmed Evil Dead is literally like two, three hours away here in Tennessee. So I'm just like, come to your driving thing here, so I can selfishly come watch it because I'm a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they filmed in New Zealand. The show they did, but the original movie they filmed, The Cabin is like two hours away. No way. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah, I think it's right on the the Kentucky, Kentucky, Tennessee border, but I'm just like, I see he's doing Chicago and this. I'm like, come to Tennessee and do one here. We have drive-in theaters. We'll put one (laughs) of those blow-up ones at the cabin. That would be fun. It would be amazing. I did want to kind of do a, not a corrections corner, but one of our listeners, Corey Edmund McCann, had reached out after we played that news story last week about those weird sounds in Texas, which they're saying might be like a, a release valve or something like that. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. It's fucking, okay. it's fucking creepy. <laughs> There's no way you can hear it all over the entire city. And why just that once? No, I'm not buying it. Yeah. But Corey actually, nope. um, he reached out because I, I, I said for anybody to, uh, to contact us if they heard weird noises and shit in the sky. And Corey says he can, but no audio or video evidence is available. Uh, he said he was leaving work a couple months back, was probably right around when the COVID lockdowns began and the windows were open. I could hear this weird buzzing in the skies above me, but no airplanes, which when COVID went, when quarantine went down, there weren't like, I'm still not seeing planes over my house and I'm a flight pattern from Indianapolis. 
um, or flying objects were in the area. Not that I could see anyway, but it was kind of overcast that day, so I may not have seen anything over the clouds. Either way, it freaked him out. So in the, the Facebook group, Susan and I are like trying to give him, no, you need to look into the buzzing sound all over the world. And I came across this website that it's like hummap.com or something like that where, and it seems to be like it doesn't happen in the Midwest often. So I don't think it was, that's what was happening for Corey, but it happens along the outskirts closer to where the oceans are. So I wonder... Right. If it's something to do with the oceans. I entirely believe. I mean, the oceans to me are like the world's biggest mystery. And I I think that, yeah, I think every answer, every every answer to every question you have about things that don't make sense, always to me, I say the ocean. <laughs> always. It I, works for here's, me. Here's your answer. <laughs> yep. There are depths nobody has ever been to, which is the scariest thing in the world to me. I'm not sure why, but it totally is. Oh, yeah. Cloverfield, to me, was like the scariest movie ever because I'm like, this could happen. This could happen. I don't think I saw that. I think the cameras looked way too shaky for me. It was shaky. I mean, they're definitely shaky, but oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. I'll have to check it out. But speaking of shaky camera work, I watched this movie a couple weeks ago, and I kept forgetting to tell you about it but i the reason i looked it up is because it had creepy owls in it nick so have you seen the fourth kind oh yeah classic yeah those the owls were creepy in there that's that's where the owl stuff like originated from whenever when when people were just like in pop culture they were like oh the owls are eerie it was because of that movie back when it came out Oh, look at me getting to the bottom of things when I don't even fucking know it. I mean, the owl things have been been a thing for a long time, but Fourth Kind was like, that was the movie when people were like, oh my God, owls are scary. Yeah, well, the owls were the... Oh, I don't want to spoil anything for everybody. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at our text from today because I swear to God you told me who goes first today. Did you? I did. Okay, just give me a sec. I can cut all this out. <laughs> really because i'm starting to think i've lost my damn mind don't tell me wait i think (laughs) one more oreo i've got that uh (laughs) it was it was earlier today wasn't it let's see yes it was at 10 29 in the morning oh that's oh that was before i even went rando nodding yeah pre-rando not so kids this is one i know who goes first this week (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness because nick texted oh me goodness. to tell me so nick i did you got stories i do i also have a barking dog apparently in my house i'm not hearing it believe it or not uh so this story is i texted you about it it is one of my personal f- favorite weirdest stories on the internet uh Every time, if the conversations get deep enough, I always fall down this rabbit hole of this story. Uh, it's very near and dear to my heart. And the great thing is, is that if there's too much information coming at you at once, there's an amazing documentary about this specific thing. Oh, wow. And it's a very well-made documentary. Oh, cool. Yes. So this, uh, I, I thought about like putting it in my own words and stuff. And 
Vice.com said it, did it best. Nice. So I'm going to paraphrase a few little pieces. Uh, this story comes from Vice.com about a man named David Huggins. Okay. One of my favorites. Uh, and I'm going to start it with a quote. When I was 17, I lost my virginity to a female extraterrestrial. Oh, snap. Yep. David Huggins is 74 years old. And okay. the coitus in question allegedly went down in 1961 when Huggins was a teenager living on his parents' farm in rural... Was it the summer of love? It was the summer of love in Georgia, believe it or not. This one hits close to home. It wasn't the first time extraterrestrials had appeared to him. He'd been seeing strange creatures since he was eight years old. Which what? Is crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. But on this day in 1961, as he was walking through, the, through woods near his house, an alien woman appeared and seduced him. He says, quote, I thought if anything, I'd be losing it in the backseat of a Ford, something like that, but it didn't work out that way. <laughs> Get it, guy and alien chick? Okay. Oh, I... I love this guy. Oh, he's great. Uh, according to Huggins, these visits from extraterrestrials and his sexual relationship with them continued into adulthood. When he was interviewed for the story for Vice, Huggins told Vice <laughs> his last encounter with Crescent. His name for the woman in the woods was six months ago. They're married at this point, aren't they? <laughs> it's been going on for like 64 years at this point. <laughs> oh, you know... Has David had a psyche valve? I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's a piece in the story where they talk about his cat scans or whatever. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but he describes his last experience with Crescent uh, by saying, quote, I was sitting down in a chair and the woman, Crescent, was behind me and she put her arms around me. And that's about it. I don't know anything else outside of that. So how does he even know they were intimate? It's the touch. It's all about the touch. Oh, so intimate doesn't... Okay, Kitsy. Intimate doesn't always mean sex. Is yes. It, sorry. That was an internal conversation. It's, sorry. It's alien love. This is how aliens love okay. each other. Huggins is... But they, they've had sex, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, they... Full on. Like, she has girl parts... And he, ha okay. Yep. Please continue. I'm sorry. I'm just enthralled. Oh, I was too the first time <laughs> I read it. <laughs> Huggins is unnervingly matter of fact when he talks about his encounters. It sets him apart from what most of us expect from truthers and UFOs and UFO enthusiasts. He's not in it for the notoriety and doesn't care if anyone believes him. When Huggins talks about fathering hundreds of alien babies, and yes, that's another facet of his, of his encounters. He sounds about as no. even-keeled as a farmer explaining crop rotations. Does he have, like, pictures of them all over his house? How do This fucking guy. Okay. Tell me more. Sorry. Huggins was born in rural Georgia in 1944. Uh, in the documentary Love and Saucers, he talks about hunting for arrowheads in nearby fields for fun and not liking the evangelical Baptist church his grandparents took him to sometimes. When strange beings that no one else could see started appearing to him around the farm he thought he was losing his mind he says quote i'm sitting under a tree and i hear this voice say david behind you 
And I turned around and there was this little hairy guy with large glowing eyes coming straight towards me. I thought it was the boogeyman. I didn't know what to think. He says in the film, another day, he says an insect-like being that reminded Huggins of a praying mantis appeared, saying that he was terrified. <laughs> okay. So so we've got baby Sasquatch with glowing eyes, and then we've got a prank. I, yep. Okay. He, and and we're, we're just going to assume he's had CAT scans, and the documentary company still decided to have him on. Okay, go ahead. Yep. So years later, once the shock wore off, Huggins says his encounters were weird, but not all that threatening. When he left Georgia in the mid-60s for art school in New York City, the beings followed. Nocturnal visits from Crescent, the E.T. who, who deflowered him, became routine, saying, quote, My relationship with Crescent was warm and friendly. A little strange. What do I mean a little? Very strange. She was my girlfriend. So, you know how you you have that that guy or that girl everybody grew up where they talk about their boyfriend in another state or their girlfriend in another state and everybody's like, "Eh, they don't really have a boyfriend or a girl." I don't believe this. Yep. I'm going to put that in the high school category right there. Exactly. <laughs> Nail on the head. Uh <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> no, yes. Um, so attending art school he decided the only form of describing this truly in the 60s was to translate his experiences to art so one of the first paintings Huggins ever made was of him and Crescent having sex in <laughs> please tell me there's pictures of this online there is there are many pictures of this online and in this particular picture okay she's wearing a dress and he says quote okay, the painting's not really all that good she was on top of me i reached my climax then she and the insect be she and the insect being leave wait there's a voyeuristic insect exactly being? no <laughs> No. It's just an onion. No. Layers. <laughs> Parfait, onion, whatever. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so he documented everything through paintings. It started in 1987 when Huggins started remembering details from earlier visits from the 50s and 60s. Um, okay. Yes. He says it was like a compulsion. I was being led to a book, which the book was called Intruders, the Incredible Visitations at Copley Woods. is a book that he just fell in love with. Um, and he says, okay. in the book, there's a chapter called Other Women, Other Men. And he started reading it. And he thought, oh my God, this is the woman I never told anyone about. And that made his memory just go nuts. And he just started painting painting after painting after painting of these experiences oh my god yep so apparently she gets around yeah i wonder if the insect voyeur is coming on all of these adventures <laughs> i'm not slut shaming maybe <laughs> i don't know 
<laughs> oh my lord. So what makes it interesting is that later in the documentary, there is a professor named Jeffrey Cripple, who's a professor of philosophy and religious thought at Rice University in Texas. He spent the early part of his career studying erotic mysticism, which led him to study alien abduction literature. Uh, okay. He is quoted to say, the whole history of religions is essentially about weird beings coming from the sky and doing strange things to human beings. And historically, those events or encounters have been framed as angels or demons or gods or goddesses or what have you. But in the modern sort of secular world we live in, they get framed as science fiction, which... I thought that was really fascinating. That is super fascinating. Yeah, it's all perspective. Like, everything is is just all about perspective. And this quote alone is like, that makes sense. Well, you go from incubus and succubus into aliens. I mean, it literally makes sense. Yep. Hmm. I mean, in no way whatsoever. <laughs> so, with that being said... Uh, Kripal believes Huggins. He says the mix of terror and euphoria Huggins describes lines up with age-old descriptions of humans encountering the sacred. Plus, details of Huggins' abductions mirror those described by other people Kripal has interviewed who believe they've had supernatural experiences, saying, quote, I'm completely convinced they're not lying. They're being very sincere. But again, what it is is an entirely different question, and that's where I think we need a lot more humility which is pretty solid. Yeah. So yeah. to wrap it all up, whether or not you think Huggins has really been having sex with aliens for the past 50 years, what's apparent is that Huggins himself believes it saying, quote, uh, yeah. Abraham, Ab Abraham's. I don't know who that is. I'm going through to oh, Abraham's is the, is the subject or is, is the, the documentarian saying, consider that okay. this man isn't lying and that he's communicating something that he's experienced, but it doesn't have to be taken literally. Someone cannot be crazy but still claim to have these completely unexplainable experiences, which makes perfect sense. And yeah. while that's more fascinating than whether or not the truth is out there is what stories like Huggins says about the impulse to explain away what we do not understand and our limited ability to interpret all the sensations, experiences, and randomly firing neurons that come with being human. When I asked Huggins why he thinks the beings appear to him, he said, quote, I have a feeling that tens of millions of people, perhaps hundreds of millions of people, have had similar experiences, mainly as children. That's all I can really say. But I think as children, we are so open to things that these beings can appear to us. I know I never closed up on it because it has continued through my entire life. So aliens are pedophiles? <laughs> Good I God. Mean, that's, that's literally what I took away from that last little bit. It's all about imagination. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I mean, that's what they say about, you know, ghosts and hauntings is that children are more open to it and... and Maybe it's their imagination. I don't know. I, I would love to know. I don't think, I mean, Abe has, my grandson, who's about to be four, he at one point was talking to nobody in, in my guest room at one point. Chris said it was, you know, kid shit. I think it was a ghost. So, I, I mean, it's it's all up for interpretation. Yeah, it is. It, Pedophile shit aside. <laughs> All of all of David Huggins' art is available online. If you just give him a quick Google, you can see some of this art. It is everything from him 
having intercourse with Crescent to very strange, like, abduction art that he's seen to a completely nude uh, drawing of Crescent in his studio. But, I mean, it's just countless painting after painting after painting of these experiences that he's seen, and they are very fascinating. Oh, wow. I'll definitely look them up and see if I can get them on our Instagram stories, um, the the ones that are appropriate for Instagram, I should say. Yeah, the abduction ones are really, there's there's one called, that he titles Floating Up, which is, it's like four flying aliens lifting a man from this farmhouse up to this ship, which is very, very interesting. So, I don't know. It's definitely strange, and I do think his interest in art make it even stranger that this could be just a ploy to be different in like an Andy Kaufman yeah. sort of way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. How is his art? Is it terrible or is it decent? I think it's really cool looking. I, some of them are weird. Oh, awesome. Um, but yeah, some are weird. Some are, it's, it's very unique. They are they are very unique. It's all oil paintings. They are unique, to say the least. Oh, okay. I, I would buy one. Gotcha. Okay, that's a great story. I it's it, and one I've never heard before. It's very and what was the name of doc, the documentary again? Love and Saucers. <laughs> of course, it is. It's very good. It, like it's it's so funny because there there are multiple um, sites who who've written a story about, especially when the documentary came out, it was, it was 2018 is when the documentary came out or was coming out. Okay. And there are about maybe five, six websites that did a a write up on him. Vice was so interesting because they, they did it in conjunction with the documentary, but then kind of put their own spin on it. And the thing that made me gravitate to this telling of this story is because of how it ends with the concept of like of children. It's like, it, it kind of makes your mind wander. That's like, kids haven't been trained to fear things that they don't understand yet which is why i think like the ghost thing i think like if a eight-year-old saw bigfoot in the woods that eight-year-old would probably be like cool while the parents would probably be like oh my god what is that thing i think (laughs) it's it's very interesting and i think his perspective of that and the article wrapping on that sentence is very unique in a way that like yeah, yeah that's entirely I loved it realistic I don't know and you know I've never like I mean I've heard of the probing with aliens but not like full-on lifetime affairs with aliens that's super interesting to me yeah I had never heard that either and so when I heard this story I was like one this is super weird and I'm all about weird but two same the conviction of this man is like he truly believes it. 74-year-old man truly believes yeah. that this is a thing that happened. And he's still, quote-unquote, seeing her. Yep. Now, did he ever marry or anything like that? Or is this like the love of his life? Is shit I want to know. Yeah, that I that piece I do not know. But okay. he, if he's married, he's got, he, it's, he has a, two lovers. He has a side piece. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so okay. anyway, I'm gonna 
But no, that was absolutely amazing, and I loved it. And y- you find shit that, like, I've never heard of. It blows my mind. I love it. Oh, yay. I'm going to jump into my story, if you don't mind. I'm Do going to try to make ready. it quick. I went, you know, I'm wordy, so I'm, I'm, I, may, I may skip over some of it. I may not. I may just go full on. Guys. I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, See what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talon. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set. And I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. So guys, have you heard of paraboxmonthly.com? Get ready for this. It's kind of cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay, once discovered, it'll open up a new mystery online. How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code OddityFiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com. Promo code Oddity Files. Check it out. Guys, have you heard of diedinhouse.com? This is pretty much the coolest thing ever. Ever feel like somebody's watching you in your house and you don't know why and you're the only one in the house? Did you know real estate brokers are not obliged to tell you if someone died in the house unless you ask? Yep, I found that one out the hard way. I mean, it's certainly not a checkbox on a Zillow site, now is it? So, are you looking at houses and don't want to move into a murder house? I mean, I do, but I understand that it's not for everyone. Well, now you can find out who died in your house, or any house for that matter, and usually what the cause of death was as well. And we have a way for you to save money when you do. Of course we do. Check out diedinhouse.com. Save 10% by using promo code OddityFiles, one word, no spaces, before buying or renting a home. Get informed about everything. 
Use diedinhouse.com to learn the house history. Again, head to diedinhouse.com and enter promo code OddityFiles, one word, at checkout, and you'll save 10%. One of my top 10 favorite cities in the U.S. is Seattle, Washington. I loved it before I even went there. I mean, come on, it's the birthplace of 90s alternative and grunge music and Starbucks. I am freaking down for this city. So last year I made it there for the very first time, and yep, it was just as magical as I had hoped it was. Now when I travel to places for the day job, there isn't usually a whole lot of time to go sightseeing, but I did manage to drag Chris over to Pike Place one evening, and it was magical. Um, I had no idea it was haunted at the time, but I totally got the vibes as I do while I was there. And once I, I get into the hauntings of Pike Place, it all made sense to me. So as we were walking along and went and saw, you know, the gum alley, which is like everybody puts their chewed up pieces of gum on this one little wall. And it's both really cool and absolutely disgusting at the same time. But right next to it, there was a coffee shop. I love wine and I love coffee. And it was called Ghost Alley Espresso. I nearly lost my shit. So <laughs> first and foremost, amazing coffee. The coffee I had was, it had some lavender in it, blah, 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 blah. It was absolutely amazing. And secondly, it's this itty bitty little shop that is totally haunted. The employees told me at the time, because you know, I'm like, ghost, what? Tell me more. They actually captured an EVP that they posted on their Instagram account, which is at Ghost Alley ESP. You guessed it. I bought all the merch at Ghost Alley, but the market was amazing and it was so much fun. I found all my awesome Bigfoot souvenirs and then headed down the labyrinth of hallways and found the coolest little magic shop called Market Magic and Novelty Shop. But in that hallway on the lower level is when I absolutely positively knew Pike Place Market was haunted. It was, you just walk into the place and you just know. I didn't want to leave until I had proof, but like I said, I was with Chris. So he pulled me out kicking and screaming since we had a meeting to get to. But now I'm here to tell you the stories of the haunted Pike Place. And those stories go a little something like this. So this one is absolutely so cool. I've seen pictures of this woman. I'll get into it. So one of the market's most popular visitors is Princess Angeline in the 1800s, living in a waterfront cabin on the West Avenue between Pike and Pine Streets. She was considered by many to be the link that connected the Native Americans of the area with new settlers of the city. Angeline made her living taking in laundry and selling handwoven baskets on the downtown streets in Seattle. So everybody pretty much knew who she was. And a young photographer named Edward Curtis became intrigued with her and often took pictures of her. At the age of 85, on May 31st, 1896, Princess Angeline died and Seattle residents gave her a fine funeral and burial. The funeral was held at the Church of Our Lady of Good Help, which was magnificently decorated, and her casket was made from a canoe. So they really paid homage to this woman. 
So when the Pike Place Market opened in 1907, 11 years after Princess Angeline's death, she, she haunts all over the Pike Place. She always seems to be like a real person, solid, total living person. And old Native American woman wearing an old-fashioned shawl and the red bonnet she was well-known for wearing when she was alive. She moves slowly, just like she did when she was alive, and has the disturbing habit of vanishing into thin air. She is most often seen near the wooden column on the lower floor of the market, which is where I got all my vibes. And even when she's not there visibly, people often remark that the air around this pillar is colder. And I guess she's often seen in the actual marketplace, which, you know, you've got your stores in there and you've got the marketplace. It's kind of set up like a farmer's market, but sometimes she'll just be sitting at a, a little station there, not selling anything, sitting on the floor, and people look at her and think she's an actual real person. So that's... Prince, wow. the princess of the marketplace. Yeah. And the picture, there's pictures of her everywhere. So people know when it's her. And she was like known for having a cane and things like that. Another legend tells of a spirit most often referred to as the fat lady barber. This one is very interesting. She continues to lurk about the market at night. Evidently in the 1950s, this fat barber not my words, it, I totally copy and pasted that, um, was known to sing to her customers asleep with soft lullabies. According to the legend, the barber weighed 350 pounds and had a beautiful singing voice. She would sing her customers to sleep and then help herself to anything they might have in their pockets. Oh, the 50s. <laughs> so she was found one morning in her shop after having a heart attack, and the weight of her body had broken the floor she fell to. When she was found, she was wedged between two floors, her feet hanging through the ceiling of the fourth floor, and her hands and torso were on the fifth floor. That is my worst fucking nightmare. Just putting that out there. Oh, my God. I'm trying to so, visualize that. Good Lord. Yeah, I know. So people say she's still there today. Cleaning crews hear beautiful singing voices in the hall at night singing lullabies. And there's no one else there. And if you head into the space where she died, it's said that she's still stealing from customers' pockets. Super interesting. That's amazing. There's... I, I always have questions with this stuff where it's like if the if the cleaning crew hear her sing with social media and like phones and stuff, why can't they just pull out their phone and sneakily record like I would. I would too. I, I, or like set up a microphone like uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> Surveillance cameras in the hallway. I could not I didn't search real hard for any video evidence of this, but I feel like it would have been on the page I took this from. Right. So the the market magic used to be called Sheila's Magic. Remember that magic shop I just didn't want to leave? The story is pretty fucking amazing. The spirit is of a woman who inhabits a crystal ball called Madame Nora. 
This restless spirit haunted a shop called Pharaoh's Treasures before landing at Market Magic. Rumor has it that Pharaoh's Treasures received the crystal ball from an old woman who wanted to trade it for a scarab. Do we know what a scarab is? Yeah, it's like the things from the mummy that got inside that dude's body and killed him. Okay. I'm sure they weren't those kind of scarabs. (laughs) (laughs) So... Though the old woman warned the shop owner that the spirit of Madame Nora was residing in the crystal ball, the owner thought little of it and made the trade. Almost immediately, unexplainable things began to happen, most notably numerous objects being moved during the night. Madame Nora is said to have been a woman who ran a place called the Temple of Destiny in the early days of the market. She evidently continues to leave her paranormal imprint today, weary with the strange occurrences in the Pharaoh's treasure. The crystal ball was passed on to the owner of Market Magic Shop, which explains everything I was feeling. I literally wanted to just stay in this shop, and there was nothing I wanted to buy at all. I did, other than a Zoltar. I'm a sucker for a fucking Zoltar. <laughs> um, so this explains it. My spider senses were dead on. Spidey senses spider. God damn did they, they didn't talk to, like, there's no history or anything. Like, this was just strictly a feeling you had when you were there. Yes, absolutely. And it, I, I can't explain it. It's like wow. I walk in the place. I'm like, there's something here. And I, I, I love when that. I get those vibes, I just, I want to stay until I can figure it out. But I'm in a right. public place, so I can't just like yell out at them, hey, I'm here to find you. Come talk. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. infuriating, infuriating and amazing at the same time. Yeah. And that's super special because you have like, you know, like the Winchester Mystery House where like you go on the tour and they're like, and here is where the spirit said to be seen. And your mind automatically goes there and you like you you trick yourself into feeling that way so the fact that you felt this way without any prior yeah. history is yeah. and they weren't like slapping on the walls saying like here this place nope. you just felt it that's top notch yeah and i i, I kind of hung around the ghost alley espresso place i didn't feel it so much there as i did in this little vicinity i took it out of the story but also the bookstore across the hallway from this magic place is haunted as well. And the um, craft shop right there is haunted. And I, I went into all of them and I just, I didn't want to leave. It's, I, I wish I could, exp- I, I just call them my vibes. I wish I could explain it, but I can't, sadly. <laughs> and I unless it. I have my equipment where it will, you know, follow up with evidence of what I'm right. feeling, which is the most magical fucking thing in the world. <laughs> so, when Ghost Alley Espresso opened up in 2012, I actually got the, fi- finally found the story on this. They were just telling me, yeah, it's haunted. We found an EVP. Check us out on Instagram. But here's the actual story. It opened in 2012, and it was immediately apparent that something or someone was present there. On the east wall of the shop, the owner used a wire as well as nails to secure things to the walls, wrapping the wire both around the nail, which was super smart, and to the painting or fixture they put up because things would fall or even fly off the nails. They didn't tell me this. I'd have stayed a little longer. Electronics are problematic and still are to this day. The iPad register, even the espresso equipment would behave in ways 
as though someone unseen was interacting with them. Things fell, very well-secured things fell. Even today, the shop is routinely cleansed with sage and mediums are brought in to talk to the spirits. So Arthur, he was, Arthur Goodwin, he was the brother-in-law of the man who built Pike Place. I had a story about him too, but this ended up being way too long, so I cut most of that (laughs) out. He may be one of the many, but he is still one that makes himself known specifically at Ghost Alley. Baristas at the shop have felt a presence of a man in the shop. One barista, closing up, saw the apparition of a tall man in a hat standing in the doorway, like a top hat. A young girl has visited the coffee shop and sent in a drawing, emailed in a picture of a drawing she had done of the ghost she saw. The child saw the ghost inside the shop with a dark suit, a top hat, and the child drew him in a cage. She said the cage was there because he was trapped and couldn't leave. What? I know. So (laughs) the child also (laughs) drew... Um, wings on this man because he was an angel. So the uh, coffee shop looked up pictures of Arthur Goodwin and he used to wear a top hat and his office was actually located right next to where the coffee shop is now because the coffee shop back in the day was a one of Seattle's only public restrooms. It's that tiny. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. It's fucking haunted at AF. One, that sounds amazing. And two, can we do a whole episode on like why ghost, ghosts like wearing hats? I know. You've got your derby hats. I feel like that's a very hats. common got... thread. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it totally. Beach, beach hat. Floppy hat. <laughs> oh, I want a bougie hat when I die. Just putting that out there. And like my, a bikini bod. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so that's only just a little splattering of the hauntings of Pike Place Market, which is directly right out across the street from the original Starbucks. But I'm I'm not going to lie. Ghost Alley Espresso's coffee was way better than any Starbucks I've ever had. Oh. <laughs> I'm a coffee snob. I really oh, am. It's um, good to be. Got to have standards. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the the little mom and pop shops. I really do. I mean, I do love a blonde roast if I can't find anything else, but I I can't do like a, a just a regular Starbucks anymore. Yeah, we're they're never going to be a sponsor now. That's all right. Their coffee's burnt anyway. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. They don't have vibes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my wingmen were ghostalliespresso.com, archive.seattletimes.com. Oh, and the type gets really tiny here one second (laughs) forgot to make that big um i don't think that's right i'm gonna skip that one the 13th floor dot tv and the book market ghost stories meet the souls of seattle and legends of america dot com (laughs) i like that you gotta do that from now on (laughs) i don't know about all that (laughs) (laughs) I try not to sing, but sometimes I do, and I just can't help myself. So, yeah, I'm sorry that was, like, so 
choppy in parts. Hopefully I'll fix that in post. But I, I just had way too many stories about all these hauntings going on here. And my rando nodding story went on far too long. So I decided to chop some of those out there. I, this is this thing. Like, I love all the detail. See, there's my dogs all getting stirred up. Uh, <laughs> I, hopeless. I, I, I love places that have all the, like, history and the pieces and things like that. So the fact that there are so many stories that aren't just one that are constantly like, here's this one story of all these instances. It's like, here's a story. Here's a story. Here's a story. That sells a place for me. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I love it. I'm going to be reading more. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be reading more as soon as uh, that's that's what I'm going to do this week. I'm definitely going to check out that book I mentioned that was too small for me to read. Market Ghost Stories Meet the Souls of Seattle. Pretty cool. I did want to remind everybody real quick that today, if you head to our Instagram account, I'm going to announce the winner of our K2 meter. And then we're going to go ahead and have another contest probably this next month as well. Probably another K2 meter because I've, I've got some around. Maybe throw in a sticker or two. Um, we also have our rate and review and contest. So if you guys are listening, whatever app you're on, if you can subscribe. And if I know all of them don't let you rate and review. But if you can, that would be great. Screen grab it. Send it to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com and we'll put you in a drawing for that. And then next week, Nick, remind me to draw a winner for the month of June because I think that'll be the first week into. Shit, I'm going to be 50 next month. <sighs> that's, that's, that's exciting. That's exciting. No, what are you talking about? No, it's not. No, it's not at all. 40 was, you know, well, I guess Jennifer Aniston was 50 before me. So she looks way better than I do. <laughs> you, need to, you need to stop. Only positivity here. This is this is the vibe Only zone. Positivity. Only positivity. As she writes down, reminding herself to make a new Botox appointment. But anywho. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It, this is pretty much a... Uh, uh, we're always talking about the kids and the ghosts. I've got it in my story. You've got the yeah. guy being raped by aliens as a child, and uh, <laughs> it was consensual, seemingly. Seemingly, okay. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 is he still alive? He's still alive, and they're still dating. So clearly, it worked out. Do we think he's gonna hashtag me too at some point? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I guess I'm only allowed to talk about that because I'm the chick. So I, I say he's going to hashtag me too at some point. I don't know. I may cut that shit out. Oh. <laughs> or he's the key to aliens existence being proved by our government. You know what? I just have, where, where are all these children? That's what I want to know. I can't stop thinking about your story. Where are the kids? Where are they? <laughs> little half aliens? Little half alien half humans. humans? Living on Earth. Do you think? Or do you think they're in space? I don't even know. I don't even know what to think anymore. Half and half. Half and half. (laughs) He's got them in his basement. I don't know. (laughs) They're all working for the government. Yep. That just happened. (laughs) Oh, shit. 
Guys, we appreciate the hell out of you guys sharing our tweets and our Facebook and our Insta stories and all the stuff and all the things. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate you guys. Um, want to give a big shout out to our Patreon producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden Locke, and Ryan Hoke. You guys are amazing. Check out our Patreon page. I've been having a hard time with my internet getting these Zoom uh videos up there but i'm gonna i think i'm gonna head over to my daughter's house and use her interwebs and get those up real soon so if you guys ever want to see the videos of us doing this you can join patreon.com slash oddity files we appreciate anything you guys can do and most importantly and first and foremost where does the new call ghost on yay oh snap I know, people with the Patreon get to see the the dog wrestling. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show, and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support. Or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma, your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317 300 6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear. Go. Get. Serious. I'm out of here.